Hi, this is David G, the uh, host of Here's Tom with the Weather podcast, and you're listening to Rebellion Dogs Radio. Welcome to another Rebellion Dogs Radio, a contemporary look at recovery from addiction from alcohol and other substance use. Today, this is episode 61. David and I look at the 12-step Zoomiverse and other mutual aid. Hopefully we deliver less dogma and more bite. Right now, the advent of Zoom in AA years is what David will theorize the most significant event in our efforts to bring recovery to the still suffering. Not a book, not any other milestone, this one right here, right now. We're in the middle of it. We're going to talk about lots from David G's many Zoom contributions to the AA community. There's loss, there's gain. We'll talk about how alcoholics and others with addiction are faring in COVID pandemic year number two. Not a lot of much ado about nothing to kick off the show. I'm bringing you right into the conversation I recorded with my new Zoom friend, David G. from Here's Tom with the Weather. You've been part of the Zoomosphere uh, transition of AA. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put you yes. in the seat that you always put everybody else in. <laughs> it's quite a welcome thing, actually. Um, since I've been doing the whole thing, I think it's like yourself, you do start getting asked to share at different meetings around the world. And I've, you do sort of think to yourself, oh, you know, I'm sharing in Australia or Canada or the US or Mexico or wherever far-flung place it is. Really, you're just sitting in your living room. Yeah, um, you know, and but it's the you tell your story, and you know, and I've sort of and I've got to the point really over the past sort of year where I'm just sort of sick of hearing my own story. It's like, and it makes me realise it's been such a short, sharp injection this this last year of I think of sobriety. I mean, I think it's AA 2.0. I think or 2.0, yeah. however you want to say it. I think that this is pretty to my mind. And again, you know, I'm 19 years sober, so I, this is only my experience. But from what I've read and for all the stuff that's happened, you know, the, the history that I've, the people that I've met and the stories I've heard about AA that I never knew, is that this is probably the most fundamentally important time in AA's history, I think, yep. since, since whenever, since year one. I mean, forget the big book. I think this is probably the most important time it is because really if it gets down to the pure essence of AA, we, we're carrying the message to more people than ever. And, 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 you know, like it or love it, but Zoom or online, AA is here to stay. And it's, and, and long shall it rain, first to my mind, because, you know, we've, like I said, we've got a beginner's meeting that's starting in, you know, at 9.30 p.m. every night. We get 170 people at that a night, right from around the world. There's a resentment meeting that started up with people who didn't like that meeting, who set up their own meeting half an hour early, and they're getting like 180, 190. Yeah. You know, so... There's certainly a niche that's been found through Zoom of people who are new and particularly young people who feel more confident talking to a computer screen than than they do face to face. And I and I get that. I was very when I first came in, I didn't want to when I went to face to face meetings, I'd hear all these like grumpy old men and people telling me how to do things and I didn't want to open my I didn't open my voice, I didn't open my mouth for Yeah. You know, two months, I think it was, before I said anything. You know, then when I heard myself say those words, it was, I felt kind of freaked out. So, yeah, I, that's right. My name's David and I'm an alcoholic. They go, Who said that? Yeah. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> 
like yeah, the Muppet Show. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a great time. Every once in a while, I uh, because I've done some documentary research at the General Service Office and this and that, mm. and put mm. together some findings. You know, I get asked to speak about uh, AA history, and I I tell people. Uh, get your pen and paper out because AA history is happening right now. Exactly. It, it didn't happen way back when. This is that we might not even be in the middle of the story. We could be perilously close to the end. We don't know. Hmm. Uh, but the reality is uh, there's nothing magical about that time in our history compared to this time and and i've and i've said this before you know it's, it's interesting you say that because you know one of my biggest regrets in life and i always remember growing up is i missed out in the 60s now i know joe you didn't but i did you know and I, i've always wanted to be part of that i wanted to be part of that countercultural thing i wanted to be a member of the summer of love i want you know the beatles sergeant peppers abbey road rolling stones the, the, and i and it's one of those things i always felt like god i wish i'd been brought up in the 60s you know and you know, or the seventies, and I missed out yeah. on heavy metal, and I love heavy metal, and I love hard rock, and I I love all the the nicks and stuff on the water, and I missed out, and I missed out on that, and it's always like always felt like I was missing out, missing out on certain epochs or yeah. eras, but for people in AA now who are on Zoom in particular or on online format, we're in the middle of a revolution. This is you, you're part of it, baby. You know, get your signs out and start waving the flags. Yeah. You are this. This is the revolution, and you're part of it. So welcome. <laughs> yeah, get your freak flag flying. That's it. I'm telling you, I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah. Time it's is cool. now. Yeah, and and I think it'll be a medium neutral. I don't know if Zoom will always be the uh, true the, the platform. Uh, I remember uh, having an ICQ uh, AA community <laughs> and a MySpace AA community, and right. nobody asked for my ICQ number anymore. It's sad. No. No, that's it, mate. Yeah, and you don't have a you don't have a Betamax video player either, do you? Yeah, uh, yeah, right. yeah. And CDs are on the way out, which is a, a great shame. I mean, records and oh, they're coming back, but it's you're right. And I mean, it could be, who knows, virtual reality, you know. And I think there's there's also the technology. It's you know, it's about time that AA caught up with technology. Is all I can say. You know, I think yeah. that's 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 the point. You know, and we need to be at the the cutting edge of that if we can can continue to get those those teenagers and those 20 somethings and those 30 somethings who are who are tech savvy to to one another for one of a better phrase or a better term you know we do need to keep at it you know well w mm. when i got sober uh the youth uh part of aa was growing and no one was afraid of it everyone thought this is great because you know teenagers die of alcoholism so <laughs> you know let's let's get them in in terms of a percentage of population, as we started measuring these things in our triennial survey, it went from 1% of AA to 2 to 3. And, and I thought it would grow to 15 or 20. Mm -hmm. But then it started receding off as that sort of, you know, more fundamentalist aspect of AA came in. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't be talking about drugs in here. Okay, I'll yep. talk about them somewhere else, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But now yeah. we're we're in their kitchen. We're on their format. This is not yeah. the baby boomers AA that we created. You know, this is uh, a millennials or Generation Z, right? This mm -hmm. is this is what they created, and we're in in their AA now, really. So, 
It's funny. It's funny you say that actually, because um, I think because I, I got sober in in England um, from Australia originally, but got sober in in England, and um, you know, you'd always hear stories about people who'd been to America and they'd been to the meetings or they'd been to conventions, and you know, there was they heard all this. The great dread was that that AA was being watered down in America because everyone was cross addicted. That's the term they used to use, and it was like you know, and I can vividly remember somebody telling me like, oh, in America, AA is dying. You know, because you get they're letting all the druggies talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I come to the and I find out on Zoom where I'm actually part of it and I see what's going on and um and you get you hear varying stories about that. You hear some people, you know, who absolutely categorically same as like the you know, the Bible belters or however, whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> yeah, there there's there's pockets there's factions all over and who who are doing it. Yeah. And there's some people, you know, you go to be I guess the bigger conurbations where there's lot more cross addiction stuff and they say i'm a, a an alcoholic and a drug addict and there's people like you'll, you'll go to some of the places and it's just you know you've got to be an alcoholic and that's it we don't talk about that you know it's, it's funny i went to um one of the first meetings i went to on zoom i went to one in nova scotia it was a great meeting but i remember one girl read out the promises from one to twelve she actually put a number like one you know i mean who cares but it was one to twelve yeah and she got a bollocking from one of the guys there, one of the old timers, you know, and I was just like, what's the big deal? You know, <laughs> it's yeah. not AA literature, you know, it's that, it's that stuff. So it was all the, and that was the first time I'd ever heard somebody say that out loud in a meeting, you know, it was how hard the people can be on people just because they don't sort of uh, subscribe to what they perceive as being, you know, the AA gospel. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an experience. It's dead. The Zoom thing has certainly matured me in my, and in, 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 personally and and my outlook for aa certainly has um opened my eyes to to things and made me a lot more um i think from the outset it made me very much open to the possibility that there are other people with cross addiction and who are addicts and, and alcoholics or whatever code whatever dependency they've got it doesn't really yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. to me it doesn't matter to me now you know i think but there's still people here and there who you know it does but, you know. and uh i'm also hopeful, like I consider myself part of the larger recovery community. And mm. when I say that, I, I think of uh, some research they did in the States. Uh, SAMHSA uh, recognizes 23 million Americans who call themselves uh, in recovery from alcohol or other substances. So it doesn't even bring in the process addiction people like food and gambling, sure. uh, but just alcohol and other drugs. So 23 million of them, 1 million of them are AA members. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, this last house on the block idea may have been true at some time, but, you know, other people are finding uh, meaningful recovery other ways. And, and so I feel like even though I might not know all of those people, I feel part of like we're part of the same community sort of in recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all speak the same language. It's, you know, largely 12 step based or or thereabouts. And yeah. we all speak the same language. We all suffer from, in my belief, the, the same disease. And, 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 you know, it all comes down, you know, the it all comes down to compassion. It all comes down to tolerance and compassion and live and let live. And all those things that you see up on the walls, you know, like think, 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 and, you know, have compassion and love and service, as Dr. Bob yeah. said in his, what it was his last, 
I think it was one of his last oh, writings. Right. In the end, it comes down to love and service. And I mean, that's it. So God forbid, you know, I quote Jesus on your show, but it's true, certainly true is that Jesus was the guy who, who, who went and, you know, fed, washed the prostitute's feet or whatever it was. You know I mean? Let, it's that, you know, we, we, as out with, regardless of what your affliction is, it's for me, it's, it's having decency and being compassionate and understanding for your fellow human being. Right. That's, that's it. Regardless of what their affliction is. That's, I think that's where we need to move to as a thing, as opposed to being sort of st- stuck in that, 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 that one of those multiple layers of, of dogma that, you know, that, people's claim not to have <laughs> exactly and and who doesn't think their way is a better way no right yeah, it, yeah. their yeah. group is the the best way to run a group or what have oh, you. Yeah. 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 it's it's and it's and it is and it is cunning baffling and powerful you get you know the policeman becomes the thief sort of thing you know that that or the thief becomes the policeman and you keep it, the ego whatever keeps getting stuck on finding a cause to get righteous about in AA thing is it's, it's fascinating. And I think for me, that's been part of my, my personal journey is that I've been, I never learn, um, you know, I haven't been born with tolerance. I've had to learn it in a lot of ways and yeah. I've been ushered, ushered and smashed and bounced off the barbed wire and crushed and pushed and molded through bitter, lots of time through bitter experience. And in my experience through zoom has created some created me a new a new thing for me because I, and and the social media stuff i do as well as in addition is when you you know it's like the beatles you know you're a musician so you yeah. the beatles so the beatles said you do something for a thousand hours or something or a thousand hours you get good at it yeah and i think yeah uh, ten thousand ten thousand hours and i think yeah. I, w- I would suggest that in the last year i've done ten thousand hours definitely in the last 15 and i think i've got good at letting let live let live and let the idiots do what the idiots need to do and you get on with it you know that's it and let them get on with it because you're going to have no out you there's no point getting into an argument with an idiot yeah Uh, well uh, a friend of mine uh, dr ray uh you know borrows an expression that's uh he said uh, i i stopped trying to fight the darkness i just gonna i'm just gonna shine the light yeah absolutely Here's Tom with the weather is a great example of what I would consider your growing open-mindedness because mm. you bring in people you would just love to have a conversation with and other people that you just don't get where they're coming from, but you're willing to listen. Absolutely. How did that whole idea start? Um, I've got a, a very good friend from um, Yorkshire in England called uh, Paul. Uh, professor, he's, we call him Professor Paul. He's a he's a university lecturer. We call him Professor because he likes that. But he's he's a lecturer and he's a really great and he's a very entertaining man. Has a terrible sweary sweary disposition. Has a like swears like a sailor, but he's hugely intelligent and he's very well read. And he's read you know all those things that we all profess to know about. But you know it can't and Heidegger and Sartre and all that stuff. And he can and he knows his shit. So. We many times, and you know me, as I I love getting into philosophical debates because I'm a seeker. I've always been a seeker, so I'm always looking, at least scientifically. I want to I want to find things out, you know. And and he would often time tell me that what I'd been thinking about was stuff that's already been in these books and and, and was discussed by this philosopher. And you know, I go, oh, well, that's amazing. So, and and we've always been like really good friends, you know. We've always got on, and I think it was about 
two years ago before lockdown <clears throat> we met up at a petrol station i hadn't seen him in about a year and a half or two years and we just have a laugh I and mean, we, he was filling his car and said what are you doing you bastard and we had a chat yeah i said oh, i'll come around we had a chat and i said you know we've got to record these conversations because they're huge they're fun and um he said yeah so i went and bought a tape record of an audio recorder and we just push play record and we just let rip for two hours and it was total bunkum it was just rubbish you know i mean it was just two two middle-aged men talking about you know god you know or not or you know atheism or whatever but it was fun and it was and somebody you know and we and so i got an online uh, podcast thing and i just uploaded it and a few friends it's all thing i said that's really good and you're thinking oh yeah of course it is but whatever and then and we kept on doing it and then um when zoom started i said maybe we should do it on zoom it'd be easier because he i couldn't go and see him go around to his house and push play record i had to so we did it on zoom and i you could record on zoom and then i could splice the edit audio out and so we did audio and video and then we invited people along and then we got a panel of people and there was a guy um called quantum chris who was everything was down to quantum physics you know he, he was from australia he's like he's sober 40 odd years and he's crazy as a box of frogs you know he's great but he's he's just he's one of these guys he came to one of our meetings once one of the early zoom meetings and he was just like who what is this guy on because he was just off his head and um and he loved the title because here's tom with the weather i don't know if you know but it's, it's based on um famous comedy skit by my favorite comedian bill hicks and bill hicks did a, a whole thing about a positive lsd story and it's it's one of the funny you know he goes on about it said why, why don't we have a positive lsd story you know instead of a guy jumps off a building and kills himself it's like today a young man took acid and discovered that there is the meaning to life is that we're all one and that we should all get on with together and it's just a ride and then you die and you go off and you start again and all this and it was a, it was very funny and and then he goes here's tom with the weather i think it would be Today, a young man on acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we're the imagination of ourselves. Here's Tom with the weather. And that was just, so we decided we'd call it that name, and it just went from there. So we got you know, people uploading it, we uploaded it to things and we did it, put it on YouTube and iTunes and all that malarkey. And yeah, and then we got you in yeah. and, um, yeah. which is great. Cause, um, like I say, I'm, I'm very open-minded, like, like you are, I guess. And it's just, you know, and a bit, I think it's great when we have people who aren't so, uh, woo woo. And yeah. we, cause we have a few, like you have Lebowski who's, you know, off out, in the outer space somewhere and then you've got me kind of somewhere in between and you've got you who's kind of more firm more down on planet earth and and then we have mike who's kind of probably a little bit further out than uranus <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah so it's just um yeah so it's just having a, a panel of things and then we had we had ann um and is sadly uh no longer with us um how are you doing about that like i'm shaken by that um yeah, it was. I was. I was shocked when I heard about it. Um, I hadn't spoke to her in a couple of months, um, so it was one of those things. I guess it's like, I just, you know, I guess. It's, could we have done more? Could yeah. I have done more? Could yeah. I have done more? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, and it's it's a. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you something, is that that day when it when that happened, I was like, I I, I actually rang a guy I'd not spoke to in a year. I knew he was out there still struggling, and I rang him, and I'm in touch with him again. 
Yeah. Because I just realized it's like, you know, it's just that phone call that might make a difference, you know. Oh, it, yeah. it might do. You, you know, know, you can't undo what you didn't do, but mm. you can make sure that you don't make the yeah. same mistake twice. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I so that's said it. my meeting because I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, that there's a, I call it a, a, a false intimacy in AA, and that's maybe yes. too strong a term for it. But you think you know people because we've been through the trenches together. And then you get to the point where you think you would know when they need a phone call. You think you would know, you know, you think mm -hmm. you're closer than you are. And, you know, and with someone that I would love to talk about, what are you reading? And, you know, what meetings are you going to and anything else? Mm. But I can't be surprised. I've been at this too long. Right. Mm. You know, people we love seem to have it together. They leave the meeting in good shape and then you don't see them for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, you hear about if you're lucky, you hear about, you know, because you you, you may have called them one of your best buds, but you didn't know their last name. That's absolutely right. And it's funny that the, the, the day um, I, we do a daily step meeting as well, as you know, and um, yeah. and it was the day yesterday, a couple of days ago, we did step four again. again. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's one of those things. It's like we all, a lot of us put on that face that we want the world to see. And then there's the face that your sponsor sees, yeah. you know, and yeah. there's that sort of, there's that duality that the two, two two sides of the coin, and um, I think in in Anne's case it was certainly really I didn't know her. Yeah, I didn't know her. I didn't know her because it was all like, yeah, it's great, everything's fine, everything, and it was all positive and it was all that stuff. But I think it's about being honest, you know, and being being honest about where you are. You don't have to tell everyone how great you are and how sober you are and how emotionally great you are and you know that you've got this program and stuff. It's it's. You know, let, let the world see who you really are, you know, as opposed yeah. to putting up a, because again, it's that whole thief, police, policeman and the thief thing, the thief and the policeman is like, you know, you adopt a, a, a survival strategy in order to get some kind of status in AA, which is total and utter bullshit. So, <laughs> but people do it, you know, it's another one of those traps. You know? Yeah. When, when people think there's, there's really okay that's all very nice that you say that joe that we're all equal ha 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 but blah 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 i go well go to your business meeting see how many more votes i get because i'm blah 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 years sober i get one vote like hmm. anybody else in the meeting someone could have uh you know had their last drink yesterday they came to the business meeting they vote against me they totally cancel out my idea of how the meeting should run. And that's the great democracy of Alcoholics Anonymous. That is a wonderful thing. And we it often can lead to terrible resentments and and mm -hmm. the opening up of other meetings and you know chairs being thrown as as we've all seen. Yeah. But um, I I mean the world was created in chaos and AA yes. grew in riots, as uh, Bill Wilson said, right? And mm. it, it still is growing and right mm. some people can't wait to get back to their face-to-face -face meetings mm. some people have been sober since couldn't imagine holding people's hands or breathing their body odor or any of the other <laughs> things that go on in a face-to-face -face meeting no no there's a whole generation of people in there now that have yeah. never been to a face-to-face -face meeting which is extraordinary yeah which is great yeah yeah i had a meeting that had to move because the rent was going up three times in the uh 
church basement we were in. And so we were in a rush to find a new place and we could could find a new place, but it was uh, on different days. They didn't have room for us on our Tuesday and Thursday, which the Midtown group of Toronto had always been since 1981. So, okay, well, we'll, we'll go with the Sunday, Monday uh, that they're offering us on the proviso that as soon as a Tuesday or a Thursday opens up, we can have it. And that was agreed to, and we did it. Boom. So we move to this meeting, and we lost some people who had other commitments Sunday, Monday, but mm. new people joined. Oh, mm. like a Sunday, Monday meeting. That's a good idea. By the time one of those days came available, the Tuesday, they were, you know, some of the members were so excited. They brought it to the business meeting to vote on which one are we going to stop the Sunday or the Monday. Most of the members joined the group since it was a Sunday, Monday meeting and wanted to keep it the same. There was no change and it still meets Sunday, Monday because of that change in leadership and yeah. democracy yeah, of AA. It's extraordinary. It's, it's funny because I've been thinking about, as you know, like I do a lot of thinking about it and, and there's that whole <laughs> thing about AA, you know, the great utopia, which is in the book, you know, it talks about utopia. And when I, somebody asked me, I had to go and do another one of the speaking things I did and was about that topic. And, and when I first read it, because I'm not one of these who knows the lines off from the big book off by heart, although I'm certainly getting that way. Um, but it was that word utopian. I love that word utopia. I'm sort of more about or, or dystopia, which is more of one of my favorite words. Yeah. Um, but I'm intrigued by the idea of AA um, being a blueprint for for wider society and i'm and I, and, I, and it does intrigue me how that might work if because in the end it's that, that whole thing we've heard it before is what how, what's the population of aa around the world two million people plus all the other fellowships you know yeah so what is it 30 million people in recovery somewhere along the way maybe around the world mm -hmm. um that might be a bit high i don't know um and whether that might work in greater in the greater society and whether that's something to aspire to is that we because out of this chaos that you've just said that it's like AA's chaos. I mean, you've got basically a bunch of hopeless drunks that used to piss themselves and shit themselves and get into fights and go to jail and kill people and sleep with the wrong people and total dysfunction, get sober and somehow have a society that works. There's because there's a strong undercurrent of that group conscience that runs through AA of helping other people, love and service. Yeah. So the currency of, of, of the 12 step fellowships is, is the, the currency isn't money. It's helping other people, I guess. What, what, what do you mean? You guess like, like you had a huge role to do in starting the seven days a week, 24 hours a day, women's global uh, meeting, right? Which you can't go to. <laughs> you know, so, so, so you put some energy into you you planted a shade tree under which you could never sit that's it yeah i've got a lot of making up to do okay yeah <laughs> i owe women a lot yeah that's yeah, for sure well, exactly yeah. it's a living amends right it is it is it is um yeah no that was um that's a good story um there was a there's a great meeting i think it's still on now it's um called the australian hat meeting mm -hmm. and you have to wear a fancy hat and i remember we were there it was quite a small meeting and a lady showed up one day at easter and she was wearing her easter bonnet and we decided well why don't we wear it 
wear a hat in the next day. So everyone wore a hat and it became the Aussie hat meeting. So everyone wore these you know, outlandish, very, some of a pretty extraordinarily bad hats, but it's the hat you had to wear a hat. And it was great. And so we built up a lot of camaraderie there. And I'm just, so it became really, that was my sort of, my go-to meeting in the early sort of weeks of lockdown. But there was um, a woman I went, who'd been going to the marathons, who'd be going to the, the normal co-ed marathons. Yeah. And she said she was, upset because and i'd been once or twice but she'd been um verbally attacked in a meeting and she'd been getting sent messages by god knows strangers you know asking her to do all sorts of things you know and it was it wasn't safe and she was she was very upset and it just it was one of those things i was on a roll because i'd started up a a facebook page and um which is aa zoom global list and i'd started up various things i was i can do this i'll go and do this so i went i just i went down to the house where I was in my greenhouse where I was in that meeting. And I just sent an email to New York intergroup and said, could I start up female women's international marathon meeting? Cause I heard that they were giving out zoom rooms, yeah. zoom rooms. Yeah. And they said, yeah, sure. We'll give you a technical person to do it. And all this. So a, a lovely uh, lady called Sequoia from New York helped me set it up. And then I got a girl called Joni who's who'd been doing a lot of social media stuff. And I knew she was into a service and, she set it up and she went through it like that. Yeah. So that's, and that's how it worked. And it went from, I think it went on in April, April in 2020. And it's still going now and they get like 150, 200 people there at any given moment. It's, it's fantastic. Cause you know, it's certainly true. It's particularly good. It fills a niche because there are certain things that women don't feel comfortable about sharing in a meeting. Right. I don't care what anyone says. And, and by the way, the amount of flack that that meeting copped, from men was hilarious. It was, well, it was disgraceful really, but it was, it was hilarious because it was, it, it was so predictable and it was laugh because it, you know, you get the, you know, you, I don't like being told what to do, but the, the treat when, as soon as I started putting flyers up about this women's international marathon for women only, it was white middle-class men saying it's a fellowship of men and women. And what about the traditions? And it should be, and it was all this. And it was like, it was comedy. It was it was almost like you could hear Monty Python writing the script for it. It was just surreal, you know. That, but it was, and it, but it, it became very apparent. And this wasn't the reason specifically why I did it. It was more about women feeling safe with women and women's yeah. meet. And I'd heard yeah. about, particularly in Ireland, is that in Ireland they still not allowed to have women's only meetings. They're having the same problem with yeah. secular meetings. Yeah. So. So that's it. So me being the do-gooder and the rebel and i don't you know like i said i don't like being told what to do and people say i can't do stuff so i decided to do it and you know and i know for a fact that women just go in there because they can share stuff in there that they would they could share with other women they can't share with when they're men in the room they can't do it mm -hmm. so it's a safe space for women so well, same thing for the lgbtqia yes. plus community right you know yeah you know, and and for secular people, they don't have to start everything with "I don't mean to offend anybody," but right, they can just say what's on their mind. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, yeah. we did toy for a while of starting an LGBTQ one marathon. Yeah, but it was like I was so worn out with the women. I mean, the women's one was that was a mar that literally was a marathon effort to get that up and running. It was. You know, it was all sorts of problems. So I just, I was worn out with uh, trying to do that. But I think a secular marathon would be an idea. If anyone's listening, 
get it on. And I'd, I'd be more than happy to help with that because I think that'd be fantastic. You know? Well, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like right now, there's about 16 hours a day of secular meetings to choose from, you know, right. like about 10 or 20 every every time slot. Mm -hmm. uh, some are staggered with half hour starts and whatever. But some of these meetings can't wait to get back to the room. Right? Huh. So I, you know, some of them will, will just stop because they, I don't need a, that Zoom meeting anymore. Why would I keep it running? <laughs> I'm looking forward to my muffin and coffee. <laughs> and my hug. Yeah, and my hug. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get a dog. <laughs> yeah, get a dog. That's it. That's it. That is, that is good. It, that should be in the next big book. <laughs> How it works. Uh, get a dog. Get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> wear a flea collar okay yeah, you know. yeah. crazy uh, but uh yeah it'll like so so we we have to see how the dust settles with with mm. like i said there were secular meetings before zoom happened just because there was this global need mm. for people who couldn't find uh like a good urban bastion of liberal people to have a meeting together with so yeah, I, I think even a lot of the people who say, I can't wait to get back to meetings, they forget about non-stretchy pants, like putting <laughs> those on again. They yeah. forget about traffic or transit or yeah. parking or weather or the fact that it sometimes takes three hours to go to a one hour meeting. Yep. And you know, when Building they have this nostalgic idea of going back, if they have the choice, hybrid, you know, they could just stay home and go to their home group or driving there or traveling there or bicycling there. What are they going to do a month after they have the choice? It'll be interesting to see how people's habits have changed. I, I, and also I think that um, I think before there wasn't an option before this yeah. really i mean people didn't have an option but i think in the end also it comes down to to card hot sorry cold hard fiscal reasoning is that you know for instance here um my home group which is just sort of about a mile away from here yeah. they meet in a church in a city council building now that costs something like 80 quid a week right that's 80 pounds so i don't yeah. know what that is was that a hundred dollars hundred bucks maybe Something like that, right? That's you, when you've got US, a, when you've got, and then it's uh, closer to uh, 140 Canadian, yeah. Yeah. So it's it just I, for me in the end. I think that's all these high-minded kind of, you know, we want to get back to face to face. In the end, I think it's going to be just it's going to be come down to economics. It's so much cheaper to be on Zoom. It costs you 14 bucks a 14 quid. What's that? 25 dollars or whatever. A, a month. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous. You know, and that's that's ridiculous. It's just right. so much. And, and that can be for your 724 meeting, right? you, like yeah. you, it's not one hour, it's no. as many hours as you want to use up. That's a it. Week. Just re restart it every 24 hours and that's when you, you can do it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's easy. And I think in the end, that's what it'll come down to because in the past it would like, oh, the meeting might die. What will we do? We can't afford to pay the rent. You know, we can't, you know, the church, they don't want us to be here anymore, which is what happened to us. We got, we got turfed out of the church, our local church here. Um, and move to the city council thing is like we had to scramble around to find a meeting. And I think going forward, there's options now. Yeah, there's options. Yeah. You've got more, you don't have to be face to face. And I think 
fortunately, I think that generation, because there's, there's still people out there who haven't been to a meeting in 18 months or whatever it is, 15, yeah. 16 months, because they can't get their head around talking to a computer, which is putting conditions on your sobriety as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? It's just, that's, that's, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's what it is, you know. But they can talk on the phone. Exactly. Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell, eh? What a guy. Yeah. Thank <laughs> I remember uh, back when everyone was black and white in AA. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, we had we, what we called loners, and they mm. were communicated as pen pals with other AA members because they couldn't get to physical meetings. They mm. were, you know, uh, you know, working on ships that traveled mm. uh, the uh, seven yes. seas, or they lived in a remote community, and you know, they mm. waited for a copy of the grapevine and a note from their AA friend. And that was their, that worked, you know, that yeah. was getting people sober and keeping people sober. Absolutely. And I, I've met people still, there's still people out there. I'm just, you know, you go to Australia, there's some places out there that, you know, that people who don't, well, I'm sure you've, you know, in Canada, it's a huge country. You've got the same thing. It's we have three people per square mile in Canada. You know, there is yeah. a lot of Canada that doesn't have any people in it. And uh, yeah. sometimes a lot of distance between one hamlet of 10 people and the next hamlet of uh, yeah. 10 or 15 yeah. people. Mm. And, I, and it's again, that's that's why I think, you know, Zoom's here to stay for so many different people is, you know, you've got people like there's a friend of mine, a friend of ours um, called Jane, who's disabled, severely disabled. She has she's got a lot of challenges and. You know, the highlight of her week, it's a real struggle for her to, she's got a carer who has to, has to be home at a certain time because she's got to be looked after, she's got to be cared for, she has to get in a car, she has to go through traffic, she has to get out of a car, go and sit down, she has to have all that stuff. She goes to two meetings a day now, before it was like one a week, and that was, that was a big deal. Now, I'm sure she's probably going to still try and get to a face-to-face -face meeting, but in terms of improving her quality of life and her sobriety and connecting base you know, in all sorts of senses you know finding community finding that 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 satsang or whatever you want to call it finding that community is you know is it's been amazing for her. and the other barriers like language or no language the ability to have a, a teletype of what's being said or what we call here american sign language yeah uh, i've spoken in a polish meeting with a translator Mm. Uh, you know, we just the ability to uh, and you can have simultaneous translation, which in North America we have to do if uh, we go to a regional meeting in Quebec, there's people who speak only French, people who speak only English. So people have an earbud like the United Nations, right? They're mm. hearing whoever is saying whatever they're saying in their own native tongue. And mm. in the States, uh, uh, the sort of uh, Hispanic and uh, Anglo divide is eliminated with, with that sort of thing. We mm. can do that in any meeting, translating yes. at, at a lower cost than we mm. could have trying to have a translators at every meeting in London or every meeting in Toronto mm. or mm. New York City mm. or wherever it's, it's It's, the whole thing is remarkable. And I think, again, it's that, you know, it does, it does st I, get, I, get, I get a little bit, I get pissed off sometimes because I still hear it in, the various, you know, social media, Facebook pages I, I get involved with and 
much to my chagrin, I sort of I, I need to sort of turn them off because I just read it and so I can't wait to get back to a face to face meeting. I miss hugs and all this stuff, and it's like. Because I, 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 I personally think, and this is my opinion, is that Zoom's much more powerful and has so much more juice than a face-to-face -face meeting. For me, it's been remarkable, you know. I, it's like, you know, when the internet first started, I can vividly remember in England, when in, this is when the internet started. Yeah. And people were calling it the CB radio of the 90s. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a famous DJ in, in the UK, actually, a BBC DJ, and he... He will be forever remembered for saying that it was a fad, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I mean, all of these things were fads. The iPhone was a fad. Oh, when there's no buttons. Nobody's going <laughs> to use I know. that. I know. I know. It's, it's, you know, extraordinary. And, you know, my, my girlfriend, um, she's uh, got two two children, um, lovely, lovely kids. And the oldest boy is uh, like, red hot on computer games you know and that's yeah. that's their social media mm -hmm. that's they they don't go and uncool things like facebook and twitter and all that stuff yeah they are they're gaming they game and the way they game and i mean i looked it's one of those it is like you look at what they game and it's like i don't understand it i understand the shooting thing but yeah. the other stuff that they do is like it's remarkable I and mean, it's total chaos now in 20 years time god knows what they're going to be doing but those kids are going to if they get into recovery how how is AA going to relate to them? Do we? Is it a gaming? Or do we? Is it a gaming platform? I mean, God knows. But it's 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 exciting. And why to, not? Then why not? Absolutely, why not? Absolutely, because, and it could be, you know, it, obviously it won't be it won't be me because you know I'm not that sort of I'm not in any code in coding. But I think there must there will be a it, it, I think that's where the fellowship needs to go. I think that's where the the various twelve step fellowships need to go, and and I think AA as a whole needs to look at that and it needs to start being a little bit forward thinking about this because as you know those that vital couple of paragraphs in um, XXIV um, in the fourth edition is we're, we're very lucky very lucky that that was included because god knows where we'd be if we that wasn't because you and i and all the meetings we go to would be i don't know i don't, I don't know where it might it might still happen i don't know but do you know I about think, the edit have i showed that to you you did tell me but tell me again i, I love that story here i'll uh let, let me see if i can find it share here it is so this is uh, first printing fourth edition Mm -hmm. And there was a sentence that was taken out of it. So for the benefit of people who are uh, listening, mm -hmm. it says uh, taking advantage of uh, technological advances, for example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. Fundamentally, though, the difference between an electronic meeting and the home group around the corner is only one of format. In any meeting, anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modem to modem or face to face, AA speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. Mm -hmm. Now that outraged people in the same way that changing Alcoholics Anonymous as a fellowship of men and women to <laughs> is a fellowship of people is outraging people and in 2006 the general service conference was ordered 
by uh, you know the, a lobbying membership to take out this sentence. Fundamentally, though, the difference between an electronic meeting and the home group around the corner is only one of format. And I'm sure they probably wanted the whole paragraph out, and this was a compromise. And and look how forward seeing it was. Like it would have been the year 2000 or 1999 when this was being written, because mm. it, it modem to modem. 2001, right? But but yeah. th they had those. They they had 1990 technology. They could see what was coming, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, a the uh, tyranny of the majority is always keep things the same never let's move towards change mm. yeah it's it's frightening um thank god that that paragraph is there and that's yeah. you know and i use that i don't use i don't mean that i don't mean that to offend anyone no, i no. just I'm, I'm very grateful that that paragraph is there because again a lot of people even when it started because again you know people being familiar with the big book is not is not a commonplace thing most people just take for granted what they're told by other people. They haven't read the big book and they haven't, read those, no they haven't read those forwards. Hey? Uh, atheists know more about what's written in the Bible than a lot of Christians do. Absolutely. Because they read and, it. And Christians same don't. Goes, they just know a guy who did, their preacher. Same goes for, same goes for AI, as you know. And yeah. and so when when's that when that's pointed out to them, it's interesting that the, what the reaction is. Do you know what I mean? It's still rubbish. Yeah. It's still, yeah. you know, it's still not an AA meeting. It's still that that's not AA. And it was edition. when again with the Facebook page. It's because that has been such an eye opener for me because it's, you know, it's we've got sixty thousand members who are alcoholics in recovery, right? Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand people on this one Facebook page. Yeah, who look for me? So we post zoom meetings only zoom meetings. as you know we we post uh, the secular stuff on there as well and yeah. all the various kinds of meetings the reaction of people was it's not aa that were the words when when we first started first started doing zoom it was it's not aa and somebody wasn't me somebody said well actually you've not read that paragraph in and i was like so who reads the forward i mean fuck, come on <laughs> i didn't There's i've not no read the forward. sex in the forward no, exactly where's the where's the pictures <laughs> <laughs> and it was like well there you go thank god for that and it was like and then you think about that so we're very lucky that that's kept on because obviously new york intergroup who'd been funding all the zoom stuff and obviously knew their stuff thankfully and they were doing this doing the zoom licenses and i'll always be forever grateful to that to new york you know for what everyone says about them and they get all and you know when there was that whole thing when during the pandemic when AA was running out of money and they were down to their reserve and all that stuff. And everyone was like, oh, we're going to die. Zoom's going to, we're all going to, you know, and um, they, we all got together and we, you know, people started sending money to them. The traditions, people remember tradition seven and panic over and it got, and we would, we would, we got right behind that on that Facebook page. We got absolutely hammered because people say, well, New York, actually, it's a cabal of people. And the guy that runs it's a financier and all this, all this sort of stuff. And it was just like the hearsay and hearsay. It's just like, you know, all the, 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 the chickens clucking, you know, it was just, it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was, you know, every time you post anything, even today I've posted something, um, just a funny meme about one of the meetings. It was quite funny. Well, I thought it was funny. And um, it just led to like loads of comments, people having their opinions about stuff that they really don't know anything about, but they feel that their input, their, their opinion is 
is vitally important that everyone needs to see it. And that's, you know, it's funny how the, the irony of it is not lost on me. The people in AA, even the people in service in AA, are the same bar stool experts we left at the bar. Absolutely, precisely. It is. It's. 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 It. And some. You know. It has. I mean. I. Got, I've got. I've had death threats. Yeah. Yeah. I've had. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've had death threats. I've had death threats. You know. I. There's a site about. You know. Sort of me and mm. other people in secular AA just sort of <laughs> monitoring what we're doing. We're the what, secular AA watch type of thing. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> you know, so these people are critical of me and what I say and what I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But like I can look past that and I could picture sitting with those guys talking shit about somebody else. Yes. <laughs> you know, that, you know, yeah. somewhere where we get along, where we see eye to eye, and then that person's an idiot because they cheer for that football yeah. team or whatever, exactly. you know, their, their weakness is, their delusion. And, yeah. and it's always the same language. Same with American politics. The other side's deluded, the other side's evil, mm. the other side's corrupting mm. Uh, mm. the great democracy. Mm. And that's and that's and again that's part of this this podcast that we've done here's Tom of the Weather has has really helped me with that because it's opened me up to a lot of philosophies and you know I don't have a hard and fast philosophy out of anything which yeah. is a really good way for me but I've been able to to a lot of the stuff that we've investigated and that we've looked at has been able to to look at that stuff and I'm very I was very interested in the non-duality stuff because to me that's been probably the the most interesting because it's about being absorbed or not being mesmerized by the by the by the politics and not being mesmerized by by because the ego the way it looks at it is it's just it's like it's it's like being stuck on fly paper it, it looks it'll get stuck in anything to, to distract its attention from you know looking inward and trying to better itself you know i mean that's that's or better ourselves whatever that might be and that's that's why i've it's been a it's been a real eye opener for me is that stuff is is I've got almost to a default now where I try not to get sucked into whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, you know, all, yeah. the, all the, the egos. It's thing. that sort of searching thing, you know, and looking outward for the answers. Yes. Uh, America, you know, has an exceptional way of uh, turning everything into a marketing plan. Like <laughs> AA couldn't have happened anywhere else. Right. No. Absolutely. Uh, like, one of the things that amuses me is the same majority of people who uh, defy changes in the big book would have been the same people who were against it being written in the first place. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so and now they're defending it and, they, they, and they, they can't see that in themselves. But there's this... Uh, mm sort of outfit in uh, California, of course, that uh, is about uh, like Eastern philosophy and recovery, uh, you know, sort of with Taoist, Buddhism, mm -hmm. Hindu ideas, yoga, right? So mm -hmm. they do this uh, recovery tourism, like they take them to India because that's where the breakthrough comes from. You go there where oh, okay. you know, they, they've turned it into this tourist money you've got to sit in india of, to get enlightened yes yeah. yeah enlightenment happens there 
right? Mm, you know, yeah, yeah. Go to get enlightened, but uh, yeah, people go to monasteries because it'll happen there, and you know, people mm. go to AA because it'll happen there. I mean, saying, what you're saying there is interesting, isn't it? Because um, about AA people, because you know, it's that you know that rock bottom. It probably doesn't last long enough, because you know when we when we actually come in, absolutely screwed and like no self esteem at a totalist low ebb, and we have we were so miserable is that we can't afford to have an opinion, you know, a, an opinion about anything, and we're at the rock bottom. But because the ego is so, is like a field of mushrooms, you know, in a in a in a field covered in cow shit and the mushrooms and the weeds just sprout up straight away, like overnight. Yeah, and that's the yeah, problem yeah. with AA is that that's, I think that's one of the things that these people who, like you said, who wouldn't have written the big book or who don't want change. It's so easy for them to forget how it was because it's, it's that, that what desire to build status up immediately, you know, it's a, it's a human, you know, I've got to, you know, it's the, it's the bonobos in, in Africa, you know, they, they've, they've got to get status all straight away. You know, you've got to find your way. It's an AA group. Oh, I could be treasurer, you know, and, that, and they've got to have an opinion and people look up to them. And it, that again, it's that face that we put on to other people. And, and we, we sort of build that carapace, that, that shell around us again, a build, it quickly, it reforms after we've had our rock bottom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the open mindedness is a short period of time uh, of transition. And most people who quote that, like, uh, uh, miss uh, uh, attributed Herbert Spencer quote to about, you know, uh, there is a bar against all, you know, you know, is yeah. contempt prior to investigation. Yeah. They're pointing the finger. They're saying you are the closed-minded one, and uh, you got to save time and see it my way. That's it. Yeah. Contempt yeah, prior to investigation. Weaponized. No, no, you've got contempt prior to investigation. No, you have contempt prior to investigation. I think you'd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a hole and, in the bucket. And it's it's human nature. Like mm. uh, I'll give you a, a, an example. I love our uh, uh, free thinkers meeting started in a classroom in the University of Toronto. So, you know, uh, before we get there to put on our AA meeting, there was a, could have been an English class or it could have been a, you know, a video presentation. So, so the, the tables and chairs might be set up in some way. And so we would set it up the way our, our AA meeting was, right? Mm -hmm. And like, and so the way we did it, it is the square of tables with chairs on the outside and the, uh, the chairperson would always sit at the whatever wall it was, the south wall or the north wall, could have been right. could have been any of them. But just try starting the meeting with you know, just moving the chairs table, let alone rearranging the tables, right? Mm. These free thinkers would walk in and go, no, 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 to, to have this meeting, I've been here a while, it's got to be like this, right? Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, the irony is not lost on me. If that's the yeah, right word, yeah, yeah it's it's fundamental. And I, that, I think that that so-called spiritual awakening that we have, you know, that that's about all the psychic changes they say is is fleeting, and um, it's it's and I, th I guess for a lot of people, and again, you know, I'm probably one of those. You know, it took me, you know, it took me a long while to lose opinions. I try not to have opinions about stuff, 
you know the traditions and stuff. I do like the traditions, I, I, and that's and that's. I know people will hear this and will laugh at me saying that, but I do because I like the way that they're written. It is trying to. Te- it does try and teach us to find humility, and to try and just let things go. Let thing. Let just letting go. I think, and 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 not be as as human beings on that on that macro level in the steps is to let go of things and do you know do service and carry the message and show love and then at the traditions and even up to the world concept they're still trying to adhere to that keep on the straight and narrow and be anonymous and by by that fact for me anonymity isn't about not knowing my name it's about being transparent yeah yeah and that's and that's and that is like you know, and it's hard because my natural instinct is to have an opinion. You know, I fucking I want to I want to hammer my na- my colours to the mast, and I want people to know that my opinion counts. You know, and that it's, it's vitally important that people know my opinion, and that I'm absolutely I've invested so much of myself in that opinion, which is usually from somebody else, yeah. or that I've read in a magazine or I've seen on the news or you know whatever, and it becomes part of your persona that that stuff, and it just becomes another one of that that coat of many colors that we all wear, you know, that it's part of that part of an integral part of that fabric. And that's why that's part of the last year for me has been very much unraveling that and not having an opinion. And it's hard. It's hard not to have an opinion. It is. But when I, when I, at least even if I've got one, I don't have to say it. And that's part of the thing. That's the irony I get in a lot of this zoom meetings and in the Facebook thing and, and all, all the stuff that we've been talking about is, if you've got an opinion, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> well, you always close with a question, and I'm not going to ask you what book you would take to your desert Ooh. island. Uh, but I'll, while I am curious, I'm not going to ask you that question. Oh, what a shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the boat's sinking. I'm not going to do oh. this as well as you do. Okay. Your family is uh, on their way. All you have time for is you have a, a Ziploc bag. You can take one book, take it to the desert island. What book's it going to be? It'd be two books. First book would be The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Um, and the other book would be I Am That by Nizagadatta Maharaj. That's going to sell some units on Amazon. Hmm. <laughs> the road is um, and that's got nothing to do with recovery. I just I I love the writing of Cormac McCarthy. That road, it, it, one of those books. It was in my sobriety, and I think it, whenever it came out, and um, it affected me profoundly. It, it did. It was it was. I've never had a work of art that's actually pr- affected me for a year, and it did. It affected me for a year. It set me on a downer, but it was just so beautifully written, and particularly the last page. Anyone who's never read that book, I would thoroughly thoroughly recommend it to because it's. It's full of. It is. It's about compassion and what lengths you'd go to 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 stay alive and to help other people stay alive and help your loved ones stay alive. And but it's just particularly the last the last two paragraphs of the road are the last page of the road is just. It's the, probably the best writing I've ever seen. It, it even though now it can it, it can make me very emotional. Yeah. You know, NA has an expression in one of their pieces of literature that. Uh, um, spiritual truths, no spiritual truths are ever in conflict, but like recovery just comes from the existential experience, right? It, you know, sure. like it comes from sure. the same place, everything else. Opening the heart, opening the heart. It, yeah. it, 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 I think it's, 
it's when you find that it's i think it's easy to read that stuff and actually to say it but to actually feel it is a big thing you know for me i mean i had a, one of my massive spiritual awakenings happen i was listening to johnny cash i was driving i was at a early sobriety and i was driving from england to scotland through the highlands of scotland over the border and if anyone who drives up the, yeah, the motorway there and the, the mountains and stuff and it was the sun was setting it was perfect and um i was listening to that stage to johnny cash american recordings and it was um the first time i ever saw your face and i remember i was just crying i was just bawling it was like i never felt i was like what's this i was just exploded with with emotion and i just and that was that that feeling you know of having that you know, getting rid of that again, getting rid of that character and unraveling a little bit of unraveling the, the Dave, the David. <laughs> so here's the question I was going to ask you. Okay. So you're in all these meetings and you hear mm -hmm. the meeting maker, make it people, you know, do the program exactly as prescribed by uh, the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. You'll hear the, the God people. It's all about God. What do you think is the secret sauce, the, the magical component that keeps all three of those people sober or them and more of them? Well, I think it's willingness. I, that's been my experience. I can't talk for anyone else, but I, I certainly knew when I first came to AR, I wasn't going to drink. I was determined not to drink. So that for me, it was, I wanted, I just wanted, I wanted a good life. I mean, I absolutely, I felt very alienated from AA when I first came in. There was a lot of people who knew it all. And then there were people who, who were good to me, you know, and I got, my first sponsor was a guy from New Zealand, um, 35 years sober. He was great. Stu, he was, he was great. And he, he wasn't a big book basher. He wasn't, he's very quiet. And it was, so it's the, I guess it's the people that you meet, you find the right people who can, who are good, even though they might be flawed. I wanted a better life. And, and for me, it wasn't so much about the alcohol, even though I was you know, a fuck up of you know, massive proportions. I, I wanted it. You know, I didn't have anywhere else to go. I was just, I was just ready. I was just ready. And I just, I knew I was using that kind of that obsessiveness and that sheer mindedness and determination to, to be sober. And then other things go along, you know, it's just, it's not like I, I'm in no way, Again, I couldn't, again, I, it's only in the last year that I can quote stuff from the big book and I'm not even going to do that. And the steps has been a, an interesting because I've gone through the, because I've met people from America who've been fantastic. I've gone through the steps again with a guy, with two guys, a guy in Ireland and a guy in Boston. And they've opened my eyes to the steps that I didn't know before, you know, that it's opened up things about childhood trauma for me, which has been fantastic. But I'd never... I'm, I'm not a steps guy. I'm not, I'm, I was never a steps guy, but it was, I'm certainly was willing. I had lots of resentments against people in AA. You know, they bored me. I was bored with people in AA. They, they used to bore me, yeah. but I just wanted it. I, I had mates, I had friends in AA that I would go to meetings with that sort of stuff, but I fell out with them. <laughs> they did me at him. So, you know, I just think it's, you've just got it's willingness for me is just, it's in, it's in the 12 by 12 is that willingness is, is in there quite a lot. And I think that, that, that word rings to me is you just got to want it. I'm, I, I know that there's people who come in who don't want it and they stick around and they do, then they get it. And then, but that's, that's not been my journey. I, I wanted 
So I've always been a spiritual seeker. I've always been a seeker. And I knew that perhaps that this, like we said about this, you know, about being part of, of history and being and happening now. And I think on a personal level for me, when I first came in was like, it's now or never. This is, this is it. This is the, you know, look in the mirror. I always say it's like, you know, when, when Rocky is before his fight and he, he's, he, he looks in the mirror and I always remember that shot, Sylvester Stallone. I love, I'm a filmmaker. And I just remember that. And I love that shot of him looking in the mirror and it's just, it, it's a picture tells a thousand words. And it was like, it's now or never. You've got one shot, do it. And that was how I felt when I came in. I just wanted to fucking do it. That's it. So, you know, by hook or by crook, I've done it. Or so far anyway, that's, I've, you know, managed to stay sober for 19 years, which is a lot longer than a lot of other people and not as long as many others. But I just, that's, that's for me is just his willingness, I think is, is the key. Going to meetings and hearing the right people at the right time have been important because there are a lot of, in England and Australia, they have the word wanker and there's a lot of wankers in meetings and they talk a lot of wank. <laughs> But it's true. And but then there's the people who do a bona fide great males, men and women, you know, people who talk and you go, wow, that's amazing. So you kind of borrow a bit of their brain and you put it in yours. You know, yeah. you kind of magpie the good bits and somehow in this, that melting pot. Surrender for me is there's been good. I just surrender. I don't know what the hell I surrender to, but I certainly when I surrender and I make myself. Not important, when I cut my head off, you know spiritually then usually I'm, it's a good start to the day and I like I say I'm a magpie I just I nick stuff from here there and everywhere I've been lucky with the people I've met because I've been willing so I've sought them out you know like you uh, getting to know you's been great it's been yeah, wonderful isn't it been wonderful just think of the people we couldn't have met had yeah. this pandemic not happened yeah. yeah so I've certainly found tolerance and that's that's been a good thing because I was never very tolerant when I was drinking definitely I wasn't tolerant of anyone or anything, you know, because I, I, had, I had other people's opinions, you know, I was made up of, my whole personality was made up of other people's opinions. That's who I was, you know, and, and now I don't have opinions. <laughs> but that's a, that's a learned state, yeah. isn't it? You, yes. You've, you've, you've taught yourself. Absolutely. It's absolutely, it's, and, and it's funny how that, that spiritual adventure continues. Like I say, with the social media has been massive. I mean, it's massive. I can't, I can't begin to tell you the battles that have been fought and the pain and the heartache and the, the fear. Don't engage. And, and my sponsor, I've got a, a, a sponsor in, in, in Ireland, and he just says, you know, be a passerby. And I like that. Mm. I like be a passerby is good. It's something to aspire to. I certainly, yeah, just being a passerby and you know, not engaging so much. And, and my, my opinion doesn't count. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change things. And I think that's that's a pretty good place to start. So, yeah. yeah, this has been great. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Dr. Vera Tarman. I'm the medical director of Renaissance and also the uh, new author of Food Junkies, The Truth About Food Addiction. And we're listening to Rebellion Dogs Radio. I thank you for your time and your service. Thank you for your Anytime, service. mate. Happy to do it again anytime you want. Thanks, David, for taking the time, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Chime in. We welcome your feedback. Call bullshit. Share your experience. Make your own bold predictions of the role of online peer-to-peer -peer support. 
Next up on Rebellion Dogs Radio, episode 62, I talk again with Dr. Joe Nowinski about his new book, Recovery After Rehab, A Guide to the Newly Sober and Their Loved Ones. He wrote the book on 12-step facilitation for professionals that help us with addiction. This new book is like an owner's manual to navigate recovery life with advice and science on what improves outcome rates. We're closing this show like any other with music created in the pandemic. David mentioned uh, visiting a Eastern Canada AA meeting on Zoom. So from Nova Scotia, this is Andre Pettipaw and the Giants with their June 2021 song. For all of you missing your face-to-face meetings, this is Homesick. Thanks for listening to Rebellion Dogs Radio. Sorry in advance For all the mornings Roll over and I'm not there Sorry in advance For all the dates I miss With a goodnight kiss The love that seems dear Is this what I